Hi, I'm Leon Gorin, president of PEO Leadership, a peer-to-peer leadership advisory firm. We're an amazing community of CEOs, presidents, and senior executives. Ask yourself, are you learning as fast as the world is changing? It's time for Ontario business leaders to band together for counsel and support. It's time for you to tap into the business wisdom of our peer groups and unlock new ways to grow. I want you to come out of this COVID crisis a better leader and your organization ready for what's next. Take the first step at peo-leadership.com. Today on our Snippets podcast, I'm very excited to have Matt Lazowski, Vice President, General Manager, Consumer Group, Intuit Canada, and a member of PO Leadership. Matt's been with PO Leadership for just over a year after moving from San Diego to Toronto in 2018. Matt, it's great to have you here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Leon. So I, I thought start off because you've got a pretty interesting career journey. Uh, graduate in computer science, you've been sort of on the engineering route and the product development stuff, but just in warming us up, maybe take us through a quick, the highlights of your career and how'd you end up in Canada here? Well, uh, I'll go way back that uh, where I started out was I graduated from the United States Military Academy at West Point with my computer science degree and then immediately cross-commissioned into the Navy. Uh, for those of you with Google, if you go check that out, that's a pretty odd transition from an Army school to a Navy school. And then I flew helicopters in the Navy for 10 years. Uh, in the middle of that, got my master's in software engineering and then switched to the information professional group in the Navy and for five years did Navy networks. Um, after I got out of the Navy, I did the traditional uh, what what military people do. I got into the the uh, consulting f- firms for uh, military industrial complex and did that for about five years, was a principal engineer uh, on future combat systems for communications. Uh, found out I was getting really bored because I wasn't leading people and made the jump to Intuit nine years ago as a director and customer experience there, which was really leading tax engineering teams and uh, jumped around product development as a director there. And then uh, was asked in 2017, could I spend half my time in Toronto leading the product development team? So for a year, I flew back and forth between San Diego and here, and I led the product development team. And then they said, hey, would you be the GM? And I said, uh, cool, what else do you need me to do? We need you to move to Toronto. So in 2018, uh, uh, my wife and I moved to Toronto, left our, all of our kids back in San Diego. And here we are two years later, having a blast in Toronto and uh, having a great time leading that team. We were just talking in terms of a blast. I know you're a big theater buff. And then we get hit with COVID-19 because you and I were always comparing, okay, what, what are we going to next? What's the next show here? In fact, we were actually a week away from going to see Hamilton. We never yes. got to it. Yeah, so are so we're we. You know, it's funny. People think I'm a theater buff. Uh, my wife is the theater buff. I go to the theater because my wife loves the theater. And I think through immersion therapy, I've now become a theater buff. So I understand how theater works and enjoy it. And yes, over this COVID-19, I've missed four theater uh, 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 events, which is uh, very distressing. <laughs> well, it, soon, soon. We'll, soon. We'll get there again. I'll wear a mask. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Intuit. You've been there for nine years. We often read about Intuit in the paper. Many of us know it by the old TurboTax if we don't do our own uh, tax returns, but it's much more than that, obviously. People use that doing multiple tax returns. But what's the culture like at Intuit? 
Yeah, I'll start off with a lot of people don't know Intuit. When I say I work at Intuit, nine years of working at Intuit, the conversation goes, I work at Intuit, I get a little head cock and I go, TurboTax, people go, oh, I know that. I go, QuickBooks, people go, oh, I know that. So my nine years there, we've, I've watched the company move from a, uh, a, just kind of a bunch of brands to a branded house. Um, so you're hearing Intuit a lot more. And the culture of the company is... Uh, we're an innovative culture that's a, a young, uh, we, we like to look at ourselves as a 30-year-old startup. Um, we're continuing to reinvent ourselves, and you can see that in our shift to uh, getting to an AI-driven expert platform, where we're now connecting people and AI-driven systems with those people to get better outcomes and get financial freedom for all consumers and powering prosperity around the world. So that's really what the company, the core culture of the company is is thinking about innovation and every voice matters and how do we get um, an inclusive uh, community in our company that can deliver for our customers because our customers are every type of uh, diverse person there is. So we want to have that in our company as well. So when you talk about innovation, like I, I, I've used TurboTax for so many years doing my tax returns, family tax returns. I always thought innovation, I mean, you're basically taking a lot of changes in the tax code, right? And you're having to plug it into the system. You make navigation easier. What other innovations being done on the consumer side there? Well, um, you would be surprised what it takes to, to extract all of the information out of the tax forms and out of the experts' brains and put it into uh, computer code. That's effectively knowledge engineering, and that's what we're doing there is giving you a path to ask the least number of questions so that you can get the best tax outcome. Uh, the other innovations that we've been working on really fall in that AI realm of can we get to natural language processing so that you can just talk to us and we can get that information. Um, uh, the biggest thing that we've done is we've started connecting individuals that do their taxes to actual tax experts that can work with them. And those mm -hmm. tax experts are actually powered by AI-driven systems as well that help them understand the breadth of knowledge needed to serve anybody in Canada. Yeah, I, I, I didn't make it want to make it sound easy because actually I took tax. And if you look at the Canadian Income Tax Act, it is the it's like 2000 pages. So there's a lot of details and there's a lot of gray areas as well. That's right. That's right. Um, what about, you know, the West Point experience? I wanted to come back to that and the military experience and, and sort of reflect on that, given, you know, the crisis that we're, we're still in it in terms of all the uncertainty in terms of where we're going. Are there a couple of lessons that you can share with us? West Point's such a leadership school um, that you took away from there that really helped you think through, you know, even in the early days or even today where you're moving the business here. Yeah, I think the, uh, for West Point, the number one thing that, is, that, that has been a core value of mine through my entire life um, you'll see duty, honor, country when you see West Point. That word honor, I will not lie, cheat or steal, nor tolerate those who do, is a thread that runs through my entire life. Um, when I was in the Navy, it was honor, courage, and commitment. As, as I get to, to into it, it's integrity without compromise. It all means the same thing. Speak the truth, right? And assume good intent when people are speaking. And that honor um, is something that, that helps me be a transparent leader where I can always tell you uh, what I know right now. Now, I might get new data that might change what I know right now, but I can tell you what I know right now and be truthful about it. The other is uh, handling stress. It's a very stressful situation going through uh, West Point. Uh, you're, 
uh, when most people in university take, you know, 12, 15, 16 semester hours, we're taking 20, 25 semester hours on top of uh, basically 13 hours a day of work um, where we're up at 6 a.m. and we're, we get to actually study between 8 and 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. So you have to be able to prioritize quickly and get to the most critical work fast. And that's, that's something that I've carried through my career is what's really critical to get done, what's the need to have that we have to do right now, and what can we push off to tomorrow? And then the last thing on handling stress, um, uh, uh, setting up a plan and executing a plan uh, knowing that due to the fog of war, you don't have all the information and that plan is going to change. So I always go back to General Patton's quote of a good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan executed next week. Just start doing it and learn and you're going to fail. And we like to turn our L's into, into lessons. Um, take those lessons and adjust your plan and continue to move on. On that third part, I'm just curious how long did it take you to feel comfortable doing that? Because, I mean, that's when, when I think about it and I talk to some of the, the military the individuals that came up through the military, they've become, they're really good at that, right? In terms of just move forward, there's always going to be uncertainty and you're going to have to adjust. But it's almost like a learned trait, right? That you got to, it, it's some, for some people, it's not natural, right? True. And, you know, the, the whole debate whether leaders are born or leaders are made, I will tell you, West Point, all the academies make leaders. And, and the crux of it is how to take in a, much, a, a massive amount of information. So every day I woke up, I had to read the whole front page of the New York Times and the whole front page of the New York Times sports page and walk down and an upperclassman would say, what happened in Bosnia today? And I would have to be able to spout that off. So you learn how to take in copious amounts of information and then distill that into the right amount of information to move forward. And I think all of the academies teach that. And when you see that in the military, you have to be able to just take in a lot of information, look at it like a system, and then move forward. And you're going to make mistakes. And most military leaders are in the vein of, we know we're going to make mistakes. Let's just learn from our mistakes and not repeat them. Well, that's great. What about the, you know, you talked about the values, duty, honor, country. You know, it's funny, I think about values within a corporation, and you took one, integrity without compromise. If you think back to your West Point, did everybody walk out of that class and your graduating class with the same deep belief in those values? How had had West Point actually get them all to believe? You know, I, I can only speak for myself. Maybe I have a twin brother, maybe my twin brother, um, I just on a, two data points, my brother and I have different points of view on what that actually means. I'm very strict about it. I, I, I like, I really uh, attach myself to people who speak truth, right? And if they can't tell you what's going on, they tell you they can't tell you what's going on. And I'm good with that. You know, it's a guy who's had a top secret clearance and all that. I'm good with compartmentalizing and going, okay, I can't know that right now. I'm okay with that. And I, I think a lot of people in business have a problem with that. They want to know everything. And at certain levels, you just can't know everything. And you just have to be, you have to trust. And if honor is there, you can trust. If I look at all the graduates from my class, I would say um, everybody graduated with the same sense of honor and the honor code. I think uh, over the past 20, 30 years of growing up, uh, I'm sure that's changed. And I can see that in the 
and the number of West Point graduates that are currently in the administration in the U.S., that the uh, term truth might be different for them. It's not for me. Interesting. I love what you what you said. Integrity without compromise. That, that's just it's so strong. It's 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 great. Uh, pushing us in a different direction. So I, I'm I'm thinking about some of the other engineering software firms, Shopify's of the world that we've heard and they've announced that really they're moving away from physical office space. Remote workers uh, is the way of the future. I, I'm curious, what's your thinking on that and and Intuit's thinking on that. Are you guys moving in a similar direction? Do you have a plan yet in terms of what it will look like for the next 12 months? So I, I, I won't speak completely for Intuit. A lot of this, and I'll, I'll phrase it when it's my opinion. Um, so it's my opinion uh, that a lot of these companies have made these announcements for um, shock value of we're doing this for the workers. Um, when I look at what Intuit is doing, we take a very measured approach. I almost think it's like how we build our software. We're not bleeding edge with our software because we're dealing with people's financial lives and we can't be bleeding edge. If we're going to be bleeding edge, then, then data might get corrupted or something like that, and that's not helpful. So, But we're not trailing edge either. We're somewhere right in the middle. And I think Intuit's taking that approach with the work from home policy being very uh, methodical and uh, not prescriptive about, yes, we're going work from home totally or not. Um, I will say our shift to work from home was rather seamless, especially for the Canadian crew that we have up here. Um, my boss called me up and said, hey, can, can your crew go, uh, can they go work from home? And this was in February, you know, right in the middle of a snowstorm where people can't actually get to work because there's, you know, feet of snow on the highway. <laughs> and I was like, we're already doing it. You know, it's, yeah. it's winter time. Uh, we do this every year for at least a week or two a month where we all work from home because of the snow. We'll just have to do it longer. And now there's other considerations when you go longer than a week and we're dealing with all those. And the company's been very good about it. We set up a microsite for all of our employees that you can go to. If you don't have a chair that works for you at home, you can order a chair. If you don't have a monitor that works for you, you can order a monitor. We can get you set up. Um, but the whole work from home, everybody work from home. I don't think, I don't think one size fits all with this. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about the single parent uh, for the last four months, that's had to work at home and teach their kids, it's created, you know, I've, I've tried to create an environment where we can be flexible with that. If that person needs to get up at five in the morning to get two hours work done before the kids get up, cool. If they need to take off from nine to 1 p.m. every day to teach their kids, cool. We will work around that. Um, but that might not be the long-term solution for that person. That person may want to come to work. Yeah. And especially our, and then I, that's the, the, the number one person I worry about. The number two person I worry about is the young person that's a, that's working for us, maybe living in a one bedroom apartment in Toronto or a studio with nobody to talk to. And their only connection is us through, through zoom and blue jeans or virtual calls. And I worry about those people because mental health becomes really a big deal because you're not making connections. Um, and for two or three months, they weren't making connections. And we kept saying, everybody should take time off. And I'm like, that person, their, their only human contact during the day might be that meeting they just had with their boss. So let's keep checking in with people. So I, I, I like Intuit's approach. It's not one size fits all. It's very uh, employee centric. Um, and we've taken polls, you know, of who wants to work from home, who wants to get back to work. I will tell you that 
um, our employee base is a is a very uh, scientific bunch, and they're like, no, nah, I don't want to be in the first group going back to work, um, which is okay with me. I get that. So I think it's going to be a slow process as we enter the fall. We'll do some, you know, voluntary small percentage back in the office, but effectively it won't be, it'll be driving to the office to do what I'm doing right now. I'll drive to the office. The gym won't be open. The cafe won't be open. I'll be in my office with my mask on doing a zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see that. That'll be great, Matt. And I appreciate that our company is really taking the time to do it. Uh, Sasan uh, Gadarzi, our CEO is a very thoughtful CEO. And he takes in, he, he's an action oriented person like myself, but has grown uh, into a leader that really thinks about the employees and what the impact to the overall employees are. And we'll get there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, last question for you. You guys are hiring, you're bringing people in, you got lots of openings. You haven't really mobilized people back to the office yet. How do you bring them into your culture today? Like if you, if I was just joining into it, how do you onboard me and then pass those values and a bit of the work culture into me? You know, I got to give credit to our talent acquisition team and our HR team. Um, They, they live the values of our, of our company and, and our designing for delight, how we build product for consumers. Right. We go live with consumers and go sit with them and see, you know, we do follow me homes to see how they're using TurboTax. And we bring that back and the designers and engineers build product to make the product better for customers. Well, that's what our internal HR uh, and TA teams do is they do follow me homes. And, they, and, and were we perfect when the pandemic hit and we all started working from home? We were still onboarding people. No, we weren't perfect in getting them, you know, in, in, incorporated into our culture, but we've, We've constantly gone through the loop of getting empathy with that employee, uh, going broad to go narrow to design onboarding experiences that will meet their needs, experimenting with those, failing, learning, continuing the loop. And and that's what we've been doing. Um, And our latest people that we've onboarded uh, have been blown away by how we're incorporating them into the culture. And actually... I kind of like what we're doing because a lot of times people would have to fly back to Mountain View to the to the home base to get the final you know indoctrination into the culture. And since we're all distributed now, we're doing it in a distributed fashion, and people are still getting to meet the CEO. Yes, it's on Zoom. They're getting to meet um, EVPs of the company on Zoom. But uh, you know the people the, the the leadership is, is taking the time to help onboard people. That's great. Matt, I want to thank you so much for sharing some of those ideas, a little bit about your career, the journey, um, being part of, of PEO. I know you've been a huge contributor to your group. And uh, the only thing is I wish I had a chance to network you through personally, through the rest of the community, <laughs> but we'll do that slowly. Again, we're going to start slowly opening the doors yeah. here as well. well we don't want to be- Liana, what I like about PEO is yeah, yeah, I, do, I do go to the meetings and and contribute as much as I can, but I've gotten more out of PEO than I have put in. And I I think that's a tribute to what you're doing with the organization. Um, Having a group of people that are at my level that I can share um, my experience with and then get feedback on has been invaluable for me during, especially during this time. Um, And I think my team has done a great job of 
kind of helping keep me sane and realizing that no, what I'm going through is the same thing you're all going through. So it's just been awesome to have this uh, organization. That's awesome. Thank you, Matt. For those of us, uh, for those of you interested in learning more about PEO or joining us in some of our live webcasts, The Way Forward and or some of the snippets, please take a moment and visit us at our website, po-leadership.com. You'll find on our site various previous recorded webcasts, which include Janice Stein, Rosabeth Cantor, uh, recently Thane Stenner, um, and many, many more dealing with mental health, leadership, the world reset, some of the government stimulus packages, and a whole host of other topics. Thank you for joining us today. That concludes our session. I wish you all a great week. Take care.